Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of Fear Initiative. We have a very (laughs) special guest with us this week. Yes, we do. We have Allie Gertz with us. Little me. Oh, hi. Hi, Allie. Thank you for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm very excited. Yes, you are. You're very special. Welcome. Yeah. Everybody is in for a treat. And not only Indeed. do we have a, an extra special special uh, guest star uh, with us tonight, we're also going to do what we're calling the side quest. Side quest. We're leaving our main campaign for a little bit. Surprise. We're moving out to the rest of the world. We're exploring what other things are happening, what terribleness we can experience out here in this world where a TPK is imminent. So wow. do with that what you will. We're Nothing new. We've created more lives to ruin. <laughs> yeah, right. Yay. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. few days, weeks, or months ago, you all came across this missive in what accounted for your local paper or job board. Warriors wanted for the saving of a village beset by evil. Danger? Certain. Enemies? Unknown. Mortal soul? In peril. Nice scenery. Honor and large payment in case of success. Signed, Count Tavian, Baldazar, Wotenburg, the Trees Desert. Travel not provided. And for whatever reason, be it lack of money, a sense of adventure, or what have you, you decided this would be the just the thing to do. Next came weeks of terrible travel through the bitterly cold sections of the far north at the height of winter. When you were lucky, you traveled by coach, but more often than not, you went on foot. Tired and footsore, you arrived at the wintry village of Lasilla, the gateway to the tree desert. From this vantage point, high above the valley floor, you could see the tree desert in its entirety. A vast rolling plain of densely packed dark green pine trees, looking like giant blades of grass waving in the breeze, surrounded by towering peaks on all four sides. And a small patch in the middle of the desert is Wotenburg. This morning, you boarded the Wotenburg coach with a bunch of other rough-looking people. And why don't we just go around the table, and uh, why don't we all describe what everyone is seeing? We'll start with uh, Dave. You see a a seven-and-a-half-foot-tall Goliath man wearing armor that is a combination of dark gray plate mail and white wolf pelt. On the breastplate is an etching of a right-hand gauntlet with a dagger sheathed in wheat in the center of it. He wears a centurion helmet that covers all but his mouth and eyes. There's a six-inch plume of white wolf hair sticking straight up the top that makes him look like he is eight-and-a-half feet tall when he wears his helmet. In his gauntleted hands, he carries a magnificent great sword, and strapped to his back is a war pick and war hammer. He has gray skin with dark goliath markings. He's bald with no facial hair, and his eyes are solid white. And his name is Godoth, the Ironbreaker of Tribe Narthok, Order of the Golden Lion, Which Servant of Torm. Which he has loudly uh, announced himself on many occasions as you've been waiting for this coach to arrive. Seated uh, in the in the right. coach with him uh, is uh, Morgan. What what do we see? Uh, you see a small halfling gentleman. His name is Willoughby Tostopple. 
he's sturdy for a halfling, standing about three foot four and near fifty pounds, with taut muscle visible under his well-worn armor. He looks about forty-five, which isn't very old for a halfling, but he carries a gruff maturity about him. Short sandy hair, cut in a utilitarian fashion, and the beginning of scruff on his face. You'd recognize some of his gear as looking like it belongs in the military. He carries a dangerous-looking rapier at his side, and every so after, every so often, out of the corner of your eye, he, you'd think he looks slightly bigger. Nah, never mind. Uh, he's not rude, but he doesn't seem particularly eager to make friends. And uh, seated next to him in the coach is you. You look over and see this big, muscly, gray half-orc, big ol' underbite, um, sitting up straight, can barely fit in this coach, carrying a big ol' great axe. He has a wolf skin over his shirtless bod with little um, wolf ears poking up, and he's sitting there with a big, dumb smile on his face. And he looks over to Willoughby and said, hey, you look a little bigger than last time I. S- what? Oh, actually, you look just the same. Never mind. Fuzz, it's nice to see you. Between your axe and Mr. Uh, Neverending Name over here, there's not much room in here for the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. Now, yet another person enters. So you look over and see a half elf who couldn't describe to you what she looks like because she never looks in the mirror at all costs. She is not a girly girl and she's very, very annoying about it. She really needs to get better with her social skills. But you can tell that she likes to stay in the shadows as she wears all black. You see a rapier on her person (laughs) and uh, she's very cool. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) She sounds it. And then... Yet another person walks into the coach. So you see a very petite young half-elf, very pointy ears, a bright purple dress with a white collar, not a hair out of place, bangs, like very manicured, does not approve of the little goth half-elf in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) That didn't take long. Uh, and she's carrying a flute, a lute, amongst several other instruments. Sing me a song, princess. <laughs> <laughs> Willoughby will stand up and offer his seat to the woman with all the instruments hanging off of her. Would, 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 would you like uh, to sit oh, over here? thanks. Sure, yeah. No problem. Oh, Great. Okay. flute. I would offer my seat to you, but I would crush this carriage by standing up. The door of the coach gets pulled open as little flurries of snow come in, revealing a, a dwarf decked head to toe in furs. You can't tell where his mustache ends and, and the fur scarf that he has on begins. And he looks in there at all your stuff and he goes, do you want me to just put this on the back, like where most of the baggage goes? I look at all the, the people with all the weapons and instruments. It's not mine. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm fine. I carry what I need on me. Don't touch me. I guess we'll be all right. How long to our destination, driver? Uh, we'll be there sometime before the evening. Great. And with that, he uh, slams the door. And the moment, just a second before the door, door slams uh, shut, a, a gray cat with bright green eyes, like, jumps into the carriage. Mm-hmm. The, she, she crawls over the lap of, uh, of Gadoff. Achoo! Achoo! Is there a cat in here? Achoo! Before trying to settle down upon Gwen. Oh, cutie, kitty, kitty. Oh, cute kitty. Kitty, kitty. Meow. Oh, cutie, kitty. 
What? What? That's disgusting. I, I assume it belongs to the driver. It ran right in like it belongs here, so whatever. The coach shakes as the driver uh, climbs on, and then he flicks the reins. And with that, the eight horses pulling this coach start pulling you down uh, down the switchback trail, descending into the tree desert, where the gr- gloom of lingering winter is giving way to bright spring. The trip goes kind of monotonous, because you're literally just descending this trail. You just go down a couple hundred feet, then turn around and go down another couple hundred feet and slowly but surely um, it gets slightly warmer and the snow starts to let go. And then by noon, the coach is finishing its descent down into down the mountain, the biting air warming up to become brisk and bone dry, but not exactly what one would call warm. Uh, Eventually, the coachman pulls the large vehicle over to a small shelter at the foot of the mountain and bangs on the roof. Might as well get out and stretch your legs. Gotta water the team and give them a rest. The cat enjoys being pet. I will continue to pet the cat with one finger so as not to crush it with my giant hands. (coughs) She's a good cat, and I'll put it on my shoulders and walk out. How far now, driver? He kind of looks over at you as he's unhitching the horses, and, and, and he says, um, probably going to take another four four hours or so to travel across uh, most of the most of the forest to get there. I'll approach Fuzz. So I assume you saw the post about Wotenburg, eh? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't doing anything, so I thought, like, maybe I could check it out and save a village, you know? Have you ever been to a tree desert before? Uh, that I haven't, no. It's, uh, it's sort of, you know, you, you hear the phrase tree desert, and you're sort of like, what does that mean? And then you look down and you see that, and you're like, that's, yeah, that's, that's what, what that, that is. Yeah, that's what that is, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, totally. But, uh, honor and large payment in case of success sounded pretty attractive, so, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm always a success, and I know you are too, so, uh, you know, may the best big guy win, you know? Sure. I will swing my greatsword around and try to practice my swordmanship with a cat on my shoulder. Whoa, hope he doesn't cut that cat. (laughs) Does he seem awfully desperate to prove something to you? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Taste my blade! So, standing outside, stretching, stretching your legs, walking around this area, the mountains rise up above you, kind of giving you the feeling that you're inside of a room made for giants. Uh, around you are these skinny green trees, and they stretch as far as you can see, with the occasional uh, house-sized boulder just kind of mixed in uh, for good measure. And as you kind of walk around and kick the ground, you see that it's all sand everywhere. There's no, this isn't soil here. This is all sand, and it is, as you kind of reach down to touch it, like completely dry. Like, there is no moisture anywhere around here. The cat squats in the sand and pees and then covers it up. It's been holding it for a while. There hasn't been a litter box around, so... Do your business, feline! Uh, Not too far from you, you can see a very large shack. Uh, It's made out of the same wood of the trees around you. Uh, Next to the shack, you see the driver is leading the uh, team into a small stable so we can give him some water and some fodder. Uh, looking around, you see that there's a sandstone well not too far away with a statue of a burrow resting next to it. 
Like a donkey? Um, there's a, I'm sorry, what? Like a donkey? Yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, there's a sign on the building um, on top of the on top of the shack and it says, uh, keep Prue's trading posts, sundries and supplies, free water. I could use a drink. Oh, cool. Uh, the cat, the cat wanders into the store. I'll kind of, you know, talk to both of the half elves. Uh, the, the, I assume they're not hanging out. Are either of you from this area before? Uh, you, uh, you returning home or something? Or I'm, uh, I'm quite a ways from here. I'd rather not tell you exactly the location, but uh, I come from a quite important family. I don't think I could tell you about it yet. I'd rather uh-huh. wait. Why don't you let this one talk? Fine. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just traveling. Uh, that's pretty much it. Kind of the same answer as her, actually. Fascinating, fascinating. All right. Would you happen to be the, uh, warriors wanted? Uh, yeah. I thought I'd try something new. Oh, that's nice. That's very nice. What about you, Willoughby? Ah. I just use my sword from time to time, and I'll walk towards the trading post. I'll join you. I will place my sword on my shoulder, and I will look about and do a perception check to look for any danger or evil about. That would be a 19. As I sniff the air. You, you get the smell of some, of something kind of um, irony in the air. Irony. I smell irony smell in the air. Irony. Everyone be careful. Things aren't what they seem. Dramatic irony. Uh, iron smelling. <laughs> Hoisted by my own petard. Um, <laughs> no, it, it's it's um, kind of kind of like rusty metal is what you what you smell in the air. Not blood, but just uh, it's it's kind of strange. Jeff, are there any animals around besides the cat? Um, not that you can see. I'm gonna sort of uh, traipse around the trees and see if I can see any sort of animals or get a sense of. I don't know if you can do it like a Just, nature check to be like, huh, yeah, check uh, out survival, these trees. Survival, survival or nature, whichever one you got. Wow, let me look at what my my new brand, these brand new stats. After I sniff the air, I will. Cat, I think there's something in the air. Cat's already inside. Cat, cat. Cat! Kitten! Cat! I will go inside to find the cat. Uh, what'd you roll? 16. Uh, a fuzz. 16? Mm-hmm. Um, there are some strange tracks in the ground. Maybe a large cat. Hmm. Maybe a large dog. It's very hard to tell. You've never quite seen these tracks before. Hmm. Otherwise, there's hoof prints. Um, a bunch of, uh, a bunch of hoof prints all over the ground. This is a pretty well-traveled path. Interesting, but no animals that I can see anywhere, really. No other animals that you can okay. that you can see now. I want to look at that statue and just, uh, I'm not feeling particularly social anyway, so I just want to hang out with this uh, stone rock and see what we have in common. As the cat enters the interior of the trading post, um, you walk in, it is one large room. It's, there's a heavy blue ditzy flower pattern curtains that are hung across the rafters dividing it. Racks of dried goods cover the walls behind the counter and barrels form little islands throughout the store. Uh, is there any the catnip? Bears? Is there any catnip? Uh, 
not, none that you can see. Okay. The barest curious. of coals sit within a large hearth along the back hearth within the uh, long, within along the back wall with a cauldron hanging over it. The smell of something that is burned fills the room. I will have I will have probably entered by this point. Gadoth has entered too. Kitty, kitty. Yeah, you see the cat kitty. just kind of like exploring the room. Do we? Is there a shopkeep? Uh, you don't see one. Hello. <clears throat> Hello. Right. Uh, I follow Willoughby in and check check it out. But there's a fire. There's a fire in the hearth. You said no. It's it's burned down to barely glowing coals at this point. There's only one or two that are still giving off any kind of heat. The rest of it's turned into ash. How much dust is on the surface is here? This place is very clean. Uh, somebody took very well, very good care of this place. I'll bang on the counter. Shopkeep. It's a pretty basic uh, trading post, though. I mean, like ba- basic supplies, that kind of stuff. Basic supplies. A lot of souvenirs are up on the wall. Um, things like uh, there's a little, uh, like I guess, uh, like a little statue of a, of a uh, aqueduct. There's another uh, like a like a snow globe with a large um, a town built on top of a mountain. And in there too, there's like uh, trees. Uh, little mini uh, 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 tree desert trees uh, with the plaque like I got wood in the tree desert. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> uh, there's a bunch of like uh, yeah, yeah, there's, there's trees all over the place and there's like energy drinks and stuff like that. This is not oh, really a, a supplying place. This is a place for tourists to stop at before they go and explore the area. I should tell you all that Gadoth does collect bumper stickers from places he has been. I also believe that the shopkeep is not here and we should uh, leave immediately without touching anything. Do we have any you know, awareness of Wotenburg? Is that a place that is famous for like a getaway? Sure. Um, so this is good. We're saying it now while everyone can hear. Uh, Wotenburg is is called the oldest city in the world. Uh, they're one of the few places that they claim to have survived uh, Starfall. In fact, the entire uh, the entire town is built on top of a large crag of rock in the middle of this place. Uh, the The place is famous because no water will sit on the surface. It'll just be drained all the way down into hidden aquifers the instant it touches the soil and then drains out into a large basin on the very back. They some ancient people built these giant aqueducts that had brought water all the way from this basin to the middle of the place. This is it's like one of these strange, like natural wonders of the world, along with all kinds of um, big architectural history that people from all over the world just kind of come and visit. It's it's uh, yeah. Got it. Uh, it's also one other important thing. It's also the lightning capital of the world. Oh, with all these trees around. Fascinating. Uh, Wolfenburg gets uh, struck by lightning more often than any other place on the entire planet. <sighs> maybe it's that. Maybe it's because of all the metal. I will bang once more on the counter. Shopkeep! Okay, so while while these humans are just creating nonsense, whatever, uh, the cat is looking for, maybe is there like a beef jerky, a dried fish, something yeah. like that provisions 
Yeah, you find you find like a, an open a, a barrel with like a lid uh, just kind of like resting on top of it and you knock it over and you easily find the stuff you Great. need inside. Great, yeah. And so with her little paws, she digs out some, what are they, like sardines or what are, what are yeah, sure. dried sardines? Great. So I'm going to eat a bunch of those. Okay. As the cat is eating, I will grab the cat and put it back on my shoulders. I believe we should go now. This shop appears to be empty. And a cat uh, flails. It fl- it doesn't, it's ah. like the, you know, like a cat, do- like when it doesn't hey. want to be picked up, that's what's happening right now. Cat, those are not, <laughs> those are not your food. You must pay for your food. Is that your cat? No, but I, I think it likes me. When cat scratches you, does, does that mean it likes you? Okay, the cat takes a big, lo- everyone's in the space now, yes? Everyone, uh, but Gwen, she's still outside. outside with the stone burrow. So the cat, the cat takes a giant stretch and then says, don't you guys know who I am? Ah! <laughs> um, I'm sorry, did the cat just talk? Have you, have you never met a talking cat before? I no. have. All right. No. No. Are we supposed to kill it? What? No. No. I'm guessing not. Oh. I'm, I'm Moxie Mittens. Okay. Oh. You surely have heard of me. No. No. Jeff, have I have I heard of Moxie Mittens? <sighs> it's possible. <laughs> I can try a history check if you want me to. There's a strange rumor that's been going around about this cat that may or may not have fought an entire wolf pack did. all by itself. Absolutely did. And then actually managed to force one of the wolves to act as her mount for a while. Um, I also saved a little think... girl. Can we talk about yeah. the little girl that I saved? I oh, saved you... that little girl single-handedly but it, against all of the... those wolves. Like, don't it, dismiss a... me. Don't you dare dismiss me or my accomplishments. <laughs> Just because I am tiny does not mean I am not mighty. I have no idea who this cat is talking to. <laughs> Would Gadoth the Ironbreaker of Tribe Nothok, Order of the Golden Lion, Servant of Torm, have heard of the deeds of this cat? It is, it is one of the strange legends that everyone just assumes is a drinking story or an anecdotal, like a, a, like a joke story that is told when people get a little too drunk. Not a joke. I'm, I'm, I'm not, sorry. like, here I am, right here. Wow, that's cool. Then I will beat my fist to my chest and I salute you. I salute you, Moxie. Mittens. Are you a cat or are you a person that is currently masquerading as a cat? What, what's your name? Uh, I Willoughby. think you said earlier and I forgot what's your name? Willoughby. Willoughby, so Willoughby. I guess I'm the first awakened cat you've ever met. All right, a little history lesson. Awakened cats are the descendants of the prized familiars of wizards and sorcerers and warlocks that have been left in the world too long. Uh, We've been exposed to a lot of strange and arcane energies, and it's changed us a little bit, you know? We're Uh smarter. (laughs) We have self-awareness, and we have the ability to speak. And, you know, I know I look like your fuzzy little house Back outside. The burrow is maybe, mm, call it 10 feet at most away from, uh, from, from, from the well. It's sitting on the ground uh, as if it is, uh, you know, resting, about to go to sleep. Uh, it's made out of uh, gray rock. Is there any um, type of plaque or any information uh, d- describing what this statue is or who erected it? I have uh, I've come across some weird statues in my in my day. I, I haven't seen anything like this, but I'm wondering if anything comes to mind from my history. 
Not that you can think of. Uh, the weirder thing is, even as you're staring at this thing, you're just kind of kicking the the sand around around it. You notice that it's not doesn't have a flat bottom. It's it's curved into the earth, um, which is normally uh, because of your experience with uh, statuary and art. Uh, you would know that most artists would wouldn't sculpt that because no one's going to see it. What's, there's really no point to doing it. Um, so, and it's it's an extremely well done. Like this is like a master level work of of mm. uh, of uh, uh, flesh it, and stone. You would say that it almost looks like it could, could have been a donkey that was turned to stone. It's so realistic. Yes. Interesting. Uh, well, I touch it because uh, it's it's. Well, what's the weather outside right now? Is it pretty like, warm? Like you said in, it's not quite. It's in the forties. All right. Well, I touch it nonetheless. Uh, <laughs> I just it, want to see how it feels. It's, it's very cold. I go. Ooh, that was a mistake. <laughs> um, I, uh, I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm done with this burrow, but for now, I just want to take a walk over to the well and mm-hmm. kind of think about it on my walk over. See if there's anything even inside of it. Inside the well. Yes. Uh, you look deep down into the well, and it, it stretches as far as you can see. Um, it is pitch black after about sixty feet, um, and you can't see much further than that. And it's uh, you, you, you don't see the bottom to it. There is a rope that leads all the way down to it. It appears that the bucket's already down there. I see, and I don't see any water in the well. No. Do I hear any water? Uh, roll of perception. Fourteen. You kind of like take pick up a pebble off the ground and you drop it in there. And after a much longer time than you would have hoped, you eventually hear a little, a very faint splash. Huh. Interesting. I uh, I just look to see if anyone else from the coach from earlier is uh, is nearby. Uh, I, I'm kind of wondering, like, sh- am I making the mistake being out here alone? You know, my sister always said I'm so bad with people. I, I really should try and soften up. I, I give such bad first impressions. But uh, maybe I should just hang out with this donkey some more. I guess I'll wait and see what they're going to do. Now, we should all go because there is no shopkeep here. It is wrong for us to stay here when there is no one present. I will lead the way. Huh. I will have waited, waited a little longer inside because I want to buy a hammer. Just a, just like a regular, like, you know, hand hammer, but uh, I'm in the market for a decent hammer, so I found one amongst... Did, did I overhear that there's no shopkeep in the... Yeah, the, yeah, uh, Gadoth is not known for his, his uh, quiet voice. Uh, there is no shopkeep inside that store. We should all depart immediately. I will be practicing my swordsmanship. I see. Well, uh, as a thief... I, uh, I sneakily <laughs> saunter on into the shop and see what I you can will, take. You will not find anyone within. I will be out here. While she saunters in, the, the cat rubs up along her leg. I sneeze. Achoo. Oh, God. The cat Weird. makes a noise that could maybe be interpreted as a laugh, but Gwen doesn't know yet that the cat talks, so it's just a cat noise. I'm walking out, I point to Gwen and I say, that, that's Moxie Muffins, and keep walking. And I say, good for you. <laughs> um, and then I, I'm talking to myself and was like, stop, God, you keep saying such mean things. I don't even understand. I'm just so glad no one was around to hear me talking to myself. Anyway. 
And that's when you turn around, and that's when you see that Atika standing like only five feet away from you. God damn it! <laughs> um, sorry. I meant to say how how have you been since I last spoke to you? Um, you know, fine. Uh, there's a cat that talks and has probably accomplished more than I've accomplished in my entire life, and it's a cat. Uh, so I'm fine. How are you? I don't know, man. This is all a lot for me. I typically only hang out with, like, really quiet people, and, like, I'm a little overwhelmed. Do you want to help me steal stuff? Honestly? Forget it. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you do want to help? No. I'm gonna go. Okay. I look at the cat, and I remember that this woman just said that the cat talks, and I'm like... I don't know who's crazier, me, this chick, or you. And I look to see if the cat's gonna talk or not. The cat opens its mouth real wide, like it might talk, and then it turns out to just be a yawn. All right, well, I guess I'll uh, try and steal some cat food for this cat and see if there's any uh, allergy medicine, as I'm deeply allergic to cats, even though I don't hate him. And the, and, the cat uh, rubs on her leg again when she hears that there might be more food. Yeah, all right. <laughs> okay. Uh, what is that? Sardines? Yeah, I'll just take some of those into my pocket. And uh, I, I just want to see if there uh, there's any, if, if the, there's like a, what do you call it? A cash register. <laughs> oh, uh, the there's time. a cash box. All right. I'm going to see if, uh, I'm going to try and look around and see if there's any type of lock or if it's easy to open. It is unlocked. Is there something you were looking for over there? Come, come again? What? Is there something that you're looking for behind the counter there? Sorry, uh, I met you earlier. You're not the shopkeep, are you? <laughs> no, we were riding in the carriage together for several hours. No, no. For all I know, it's a long commute, okay? Well, okay, no, Willoughby. Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> Willoughby. I guess, mm, what? Yeah, all right, whatever. You're not going to... Whatever, and I'll take my hammer and I'll leave. All right, so he's not much better than me. All right, uh, well, I'm gonna look in the cash box and uh, I'm just gonna uh, just get a, a, a modest amount. I'm not trying to be braggy. I just want enough in case we come across a little store where there is a shopkeep. So I'm gonna take what I can. Sure, there's there's like, a, you see you see in the box as you do a very, very quick count of it, you see that there's mostly copper, maybe a couple hundred copper pieces, um, a, a bunch of silver, a hundred or so of those, maybe a dozen two dozen gold pieces All right, in and there. I, I looked uh, around and I, I gathered that this is like a, a souvenir place. Uh, a, a souvenir. There's some camping supplies. You know, there's this firewood on the side for sale. Got it. Uh, but this place is, uh, it's for posers. It's not for real adventurers. It's for people who, uh, it's, it's essentially, uh, people that don't know anything about adventuring would go to this place. Uh, that's my opinion anyway. So I don't feel bad taking from it. If it was a mom and pop place that like really seemed cool, I wouldn't do it. But I'm just going to take this money and quietly pocket it. And well, I mean, there, there are like when you notice like looking around here behind one of the curtains, you see that there are like those like large wooden cutouts of a, of like a scene with a warrior where you can put your face in it My to gosh, uh, get, get a, a a quick painting made of yourself. All right. Well, I look at that and I, uh, as I was about to not take the money, I see the cutout and I say, ah, fuck it. And then I take the money and then I leave. Uh, I, but on my way out, I give this uh, cat the little sardine that I took and I go, here you go, Moxie. <laughs> 
So Did as... I find any allergy medicine, by the way? Uh, no. <laughs> Achoo. Driver, how long till we depart? I'll have gone to find the driver. He, uh, yeah. he, he, he walks out of the stable. He's like, well, uh, horses are all fed and they're watered, and I'm just going to get uh, go inside and get Tom to give me a little little bite of that stew she always has going, and then, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get on moving. There's nobody There's no in, one there. in there. What, what do you mean there's no one in there? Toma's always here. This is her shop, but Toma never leaves the shop. No, she's not in there. There's no Toman. What? There's no Toma. No. Hold on, you just... Sometimes she sleeps, and uh, she, you know, she's, she's not she's there. I waited the, several minutes. It's okay, just, right, it's okay. Please, it's okay. And then, and then he, he runs inside, and, and you hear, you hear, like, the movement of things, and you hear him yell out Telma a few times, and then he walks back out and goes, where the heck is Telma? She's not there. Can I check the, can I check the ground around and see if there's, like, any sign, uh, any further sign of other people or, or sign of, uh, of a dwarven woman or something like that walking around? Ah, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, you can roll a survival. Okay, cool. There are weird tracks over there. Hmm. Uh, while this is happening, the cat rolls around in the dirt and uh, tries to bite her tail, her own tail. <laughs> it's a thir- it's a thirteen, and I will and I will aim for, and I will look at the the tracks that Fuzz points out. Uh, sure, you see, um, you see this the, the tracks that that Fuzz points out, and next to them you see um, a, a set of, of uh, dwarven tracks in the ground, and it, and it's heading uh, northwest. The direction we came or the direction we're going or neither? What direction you're going to, but it's not. The road kind of like makes a circuitous route through the desert. This one's just a straight. So it's kind of uh, parallel on the road. Right. I would like to smell the air one more time. See if there's danger in that smell I smelled before. Um, not that you can tell. And and as you're as you're seeing this, the uh, the driver walks over, walks over to you and he looks down the tracks and he goes, are those are those sand tiger tracks? Sand tiger? Uh, not that I would know. Could have sworn they were extinct, but huh? Uh. Because because the tracks you see are big. Yeah, it looks like your friend Telma may have gone towards the gone towards Wotenberg, given judging by these. Does it look that look like about the size that she is? Yeah. Hope the sand tiger you didn't she... get her. Is there blood in these tracks? Uh, not that you can see. And then, but um, you, you no, did notice, though, as as one of you has taken a, 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 I assume one of you at the, some point has taken a drink from your canteen, that when you spill water on the ground, the ground is instantly dry a moment after the water touches it. Cool. Yeah, all these trees are growing out of sand. Yes. Uh, that's weird. Uh, I noticed uh, kind of... Th- th- Everyone is a little scattered, but in the same general vicinity. And and I'm really determined, um, you know what? I've got to just put aside my social anxiety and my meanness and let's just try and be nice. Okay, Gwen, we're going to do it. Okay. Hello there. I, um, everyone, uh, cat included i uh couldn't help but notice we're all kind of warrior types why don't we all kind of do stuff together i saw a well earlier maybe we could all check it out because there's some type of liquid and i heard that you said something about water or you drip your dropped your canteen or maybe i could just be a part of this i don't know i'm not good at talking 
I will place a giant hand on her shoulder. Please take me to this well. <sighs> oh my god. Uh, what's Cor your name? I am off the Iron Breaker of Tribe Nothok, Order of the Golden Lion, Servant of Torm. That's a lot. The cat yawns take again. Take me to this well. We walk on over. And I point out, uh, I don't know, I was I was looking at this. First, I was looking at that burrow. There's something about it that kind of gives me the creeps. But this well, I tried throwing something down it. it. It seems like there's some type of liquid. I don't know, do you do you smell anything coming from the well? Is that a weird question to ask? I'm so bad at this stuff. Why wasn't my sister here? I will take in mighty sniffs of air. <sighs> what do I smell? Sand. Um, I have I have very good dark vision. Oh, oh, jeez. I have very good dark vision yeah. up to 120 feet, vision. which is not something normal than ha- for halflings. So yeah. I will. Uh, I rather, even though I don't know how high the lip of the well is, but as a halfling, I'm barely yeah, over like three feet, feet tall, tall. So I will rather nimbly like hop up on the edge and look down and see if I can see all I'm the way. I'm happy down. to hold on to you for uh, security That's, if you need. Hey, I appreciate it, but I'm all right. Thank you. Is that a weird thing for a person to ask? Would you like me to lift you? No, Would you like me you. to lower I'm you fine. down into the well so you can get closer? Uh, I don't I think could, so. I could lower I you down. I don't think so. Thank you. Would you like uh, to get closer? Guard. Gandalf, the Iron Breaker uh, of Tribe Nard. Uh, right, no, stop, sorry. stop it. I'll learn it later. It does seem weird to me. I'm just a cat. I don't care. So yeah, 120 feet of dark vision, which halflings do not normally have. So if you know anything about halflings, that might seem strange to you. Um, so I, I try to look all the way down the well and see if with 120 feet I can see anything. At the very edge, and I'm talking like the very edge of your vision, uh, you can see a a very slight reflection. So look like water. Just, just little glinting lights from yeah, probably the, the sky glinting off of water. Is it a straight cylinder all the way down, or does it open up? Okay, um, a straight cylinder. I mean, it's just a well. It's a pretty deep well. Yeah, it's a little strange that it's so deep. Um, but it's looks that looks like water down there to me. So. I don't know. I don't know how weird that is. Which actually, it makes sense. I don't know if you noticed. I spilled a couple drops earlier. This this uh, ground is very thirsty, and it's I don't really mean that. Dry. In the, I don't, right. I don't mean that in the, you know, metaphorical way. I, I mean what? it's like, never driver, mind. driver. Do you believe your friend has been taken by these creatures? Should we follow these well, tracks? And I will point I mean, with my sword. Would would you? If it is required, I will do it. Well, she's a very old lady. I, I'm not. I mean, I can beat off. I look at you, and he, and he, and he kind of, you know, like makes that gesture as as that all the heavily oh, armed people. I take it in. I absorb it. Yes, yes, you are far too old and weak to do this job. You're on your own. I'm not. I'm not saying I was too old, old and weak. I mean that. That's that's. You have very I mean, brave was... warriors with you here. Listen, weird things happen all the time. If you say it's strange that he's not here, I mean it could be anything. But uh, but yeah, maybe it is safer if we uh, continue on to Wotenburg just to see what there is to see. Can you call her? I mean, he, sure. He he's, he nods and goes, Talma, Talma, get no, out of here, like man. like with your like with your mind. What? I don't. Some people can do that with their mind. They like talk. They like talk to their friends. No. No. Okay. 
I mean, when I put tie a couple on, I, sure, maybe then. But uh, you know, I got I got horses to lead. I, I haven't drank that much yet today. Okay, we'll start drinking. Let's go. Shopkeep. I hear no reply. If you if you could get your horses uh, tied back up to the to the to the what do you call it the chariot coach that's the word uh, maybe we should get a move on we should move how much move. longer do we get there we'll we'll get there before evening I follow my, right. but like how long is that um this time of year is probably you'll get there probably around ooh say five five ish what time is it now it's about, it's about noon. Okay. Right. Okay. My fellow adventurers, there's danger here and someone is in need of our help. Who's ready? Calm down. Who's ready to fight these beasts? What are are these things we were fighting? Uh. If you don't mind, uh, driver, I'll ride up here with you while we take it further down the road. It's against company policy to allow drivers outside of the vehicle while it's underway. Yeah, but this way I can keep a better eye out for your friend. Your very much larger friend uh, insisted on riding with me. I told him no, and I don't know how he would take it if I were to allow you. It's it's more of an issue. Driver, shall I travel up top with you so that I could see where your friend might be? Your driver, your your much lighter companion has agreed to to travel with me. Uh, in case... Ah. Stick your head out the side door, Gadoth. Keep an eye on the other side. I'll, I'll watch this side. That's a good side. plan. Good plan. You have good eyes. Thank you. Uh, the cat is gonna take a nap. Okay. I'm also gonna take a nap. You nap really hard. I will really keep good. my eyes outside to see. Okay. Uh, who's the cat next to? I don't know. Is everybody back on the coach? Are we all on the coach? I- I'm in the coach. I'm up front with the driver, but everybody else is there. Cool. So the cat is stretching out. It's sitting, uh, it's on the the seating next to Tika and stretch. Like, she's just kind of in the way for me to get a full stretch. So I'm just going to kind of kick, not kick hard, but just like push her more over to her side. Um, Do you mind? I just cleaned this dress and cat hair. It's not great. I don't care. Gadoth can reach, so he will pet the cat again with one finger, so as not to crush it with his giant hand. Um, if, if you do kind of between the ears, yeah. just like that. Oh, like, oh, oh, yeah. Yes, oh, of yeah. course. Yeah. And I roll over, and then as, I just fall asleep. And as Tika is pushed further and further into the wall of the coach. <laughs> and I will keep an eye out for danger. Everybody hold on. Uh, so the driver gets the horses uh, re, uh, re, re-hooked up. Uh, the coach then kicks up great plumes of dust as it traverses the dry pan roads of the desert, passing thickly entwined trees and boulders the size of houses. You head northwest, tasting the sun as it kisses the top of the Elamarn, Elamarn Mountains. And just... I adjust my position and now my head is on Tika's lap. Fine. Am I able to follow the old woman's tracks on the road? Or do I do I see them curl no, they off at they, any point? They, they, the, the road uh, t- uh, turned to the right, so it's kind of making a circuitous. So 
The moment you leave mm. the uh, leave the trading post, you lose the tracks. Hmm. Stop. The old woman's tracks have stopped. They went that away. Do we want to follow, or should we continue to the town? I'm asleep. I will hop out and smell the air. Perception, perceive the air. Okay. Perceive it. I perceive it with a, ooh, a 19. It's, it's very dry, very sandy. Do I smell disgusting animals that might have killed some shopkeep? Um, other than the people you're riding with, no. Hey. What? Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> I never saw that shopkeep. <laughs> uh, Will- Can't pin it on me. Willoughby, I'm, I'm itching to get to our main destination, but if, if we're going to be here for just a little bit, I, I'm happy to help look, but not too long. I, I really need to get going to this place we're going. I look at the driver. How worried are you? She's an old lady. She can't really get around very well. She's lost in the desert. How worried do you think uh, I should be? I will try to pick up the trail. I give Gwen, I give Gwen a look. Like, all right. Wake up the half-orc, would you? Alright, hey. Hey, Fuzz. What? What? Uh, what? Good morning. Oh, I slept all night? We're getting out, buddy. Well, good morning. You, you wake up, It feels you're very well rested. Um, you kind of stretch and you see that the trading post is maybe 100 yards behind you. Oh, wow. Cat just decides to, um, Fuzz is still, like, kind of laying down or, like, in a in a laying down kind of position. Yeah, so the cat is gonna just step on Fuzz. Just step on him. As I don't even, I'm not even phased. I, I welcome it, I love it. Yeah, I just, just like, I just start, I just start scratching Moxie like behind the ears a little bit. Yeah, that's her favorite. And I'm like, and oh then, wow, do we stop for the whole night? And then she turns around and Fuzz gets a mouthful of a fluffy tail. Uh, she's a Norwegian forest cat, so she's very, very floofy. So, uh, just, and it's like a, so it's just a butt and some tail in Fuzz's face. And she wants, um, that's a signal to scratch her butt. Just give you the little, that little air section and, you know. I keep scratching behind her ears. Yeah, but now and I she's say, just like trying to signal. Stop. Is there a reason why we stop? We're gonna follow the old lady's footprints out into the forest. They uh, they left the track a little ways back. Oh, okay. So come on out. And I'll very, very, like, so, so carefully pick up Moxie. Okay, don't placate me, the cat shouts, and then jumps off on her own. What does that mean? And then step out of the coach. Did you guys know this cat could talk? Yeah, it's Moxie Muffin. I will pick up Moxie by the scruff and look at her in the face and go, Moxie, can you track an animal? Uh, Moxie doesn't like that and she hisses. <sighs> and flails and wiggles and flails. Uh, does anybody speak cat? What does that mean? Put me down, just put me down, I don't like okay, it. Okay, I will drop you seven feet from the ground. Sorry, cat. That's fine because I um, have something that Jeff created called Catfall. Wait, no, it's not called that. It's called, yeah, it is called Catfall. And I have really great reflexes. So um, I don't take any damage if I fall within 10 feet. 
for our for our listeners at home, I think it's important to say this is a new species that Jeff created, um, yes, and there are rules to it. Species. Believe it or not, so um, <laughs> cat fall. Indeed, you don't take damage if uh, the fall is less than ten feet. So if he's seven foot tall, I'm fine. Don't care. Oh, he's seven and <laughs> a half foot tall. Watch me twist in the air. It was acrobatic and beautiful. Uh, I will have I will have tracked back on the path to to pick back up the 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 woman's footprints. Okay, I'm gonna sniff them. I'm gonna sniff the footprints. Take us to her, Muxy. Mm, but I just really want to lay down right now. I'm just gonna sit my way down and rub in the dirt a little more until I'm ready. Right. Okay. Let's just keep going. Yeah. Leaving the leaving the cat behind you. She'll catch up eventually. Uh, she'll um, run in front, but... <laughs> um, I will stare at her until she runs off. Oh, we're going. Okay, she has the trail! You follow the tracks. They lead through the woods. Um, they branch off from the road pretty quickly. They stop a few times around a tree and just kind of... You can see, like, the tracks just are bunched at the very roots of a tree, and then they start taking off again. Um... Eventually, you finally get to to a tree, and there's no more tracks up to this point. But you do notice that there are deep furrows on the side of the tree. And as you glance around more, you can see that a little bit of the tree has been um, colored, uh, has been splashed with blood. Oh. Oh, no. Uh, Moxie would like to investigate. How fresh is the blood? Um, it's, it's, it's congealed, but not like, uh, dried. It's a few hours old, maybe a day. Maybe I will look up in the treetop, see if there's anything up there. Rule of perception. Yeah, you do that big guy. Um, I, Moxie just rolled a 16 on her perception check of it as she, as she scales the tree. You see up in the tree that there's more of these uh, furrows, like something large was up here. Something bent and broke a bunch of the branches up here. And Jeff, there are no bur- no birds, no little chipmunks, no anything? Um, yeah, you occasionally hear uh, the sound of like a bird not too far away. Um, I'm going to cast Speak with Animals the Ritual and literally sit like this okay. for 10 solid minutes <laughs> to, to see if I could speak with some animals oh, nearby. Well, he's doing that. I'm continuing to scale this tree because I have uh, large forepaws and so I can scale vertical surfaces with a climbing speed of 20 feet. Okay. So I'm uh, continuing yes. to do them getting pretty high up in the tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm sniffing uh, around, I'm investigating. Sure. Roll another uh, survival, please. Brave Moxie, have you seen anything? Sorry, I'm st- also getting used to it. I have a plus two, so I'm a 17. Okay. Uh, you see that something was dragged up here, uh, about 50 feet above the ground. And then you see that on one, oh. of, the, one of the more denser, uh, like larger branches, it was pulled along this thing and then it just kind of ends at the very end. Um, but looking across, you see that there's maybe another tree, maybe like another branch on another tree, maybe about five five feet away from it. And what's on that branch? You would have to jump over to, to see. Oh, I guess I'm jumping. You don't have to roll. You just have to tell me you're going to do that. 
I'm telling you, I'm jumping. Okay. Uh, so you jump over <laughs> to the next branch. Uh, more of the same. Something was dragged across across these branches, and you keep following it across these treetops. Uh, you go about three or so more trees away before it just abruptly ends. Where'd the cat Brave go? Brave Moxie! I'm what have you seen? Did you guys hear something? I hear some kind of cat. Oh, it's probably the cat. I hope. Moxie! Do they? That's a tiny the, sand tiger, if there is one. The furrows you described—do they look like, like almost like a bear or something like that? Like claws like that. That's about in the right size for for a large bear. They're like three, or, three or four, yeah. like like. And and a couple of them are dug deep in, like gouged in, kind of nail-like, as if something was using it to get uh, a, a hold into the tree. Could an old dwarven woman have climbed a tree? Do you think? To get away from a big I'm cat? I'm going to place my hand inside one of them. How does my hand compare to theirs? To um, the it's about the same size. She would have been, had to have been a large dwarven woman. I don't know if that's possible. No, but I'm saying maybe the cat, maybe the maybe the large cat came after the dwarven woman, and that's this blood that we see at the, at the base. I sure hope not, but it doesn't sound crazy. Let's catch up with the cat, I guess. She's very high up. I cannot climb. Fuzz. You release your spell. You can now speak with animals. Yay. Um, so I, I hear the, tw- the trilling of some birds. Yeah. Yes. And I, and I speak in bird to that bird. Say, hey, hey, can you hear me? Uh, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you perfectly. Really? Just can you hear me? Here. Yeah, what no, do I, I sound can, like? Can you hear me? What do I sound like? Do I sound good? Do I sound good? Do I sound good? You sound really, you sound really clear. Sound you sound really good. You sound really smart and fast. Um, I'm very fast. You want to see how fast what? I can, I can, I can fly? Do you want to see it? Do you want to see it? You want to see it? Yeah. Can you come fly? Can you fly fast to me? Oh, oh yes. 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 And Willoughby leans over to Gwen and he goes, at looking at uh, at Fuzzy goes, he does this from time to time. It's very strange. And then I, I'm just like t- tweeting to the air. And then, and then, like a small, like finch-type bird, kind of uh, flies over to you and lands on the ground, not too far away from you. Wow, you're very big. How how do you fly with art with wings that short? And you're so heavy. I don't. I just stand. Have you been noticing any crazy stuff going on around here? Did you hear an old lady screaming? Uh, old lady, old lady screaming. Is is that like one of those? Um. Like like one one of those like uh, things with a big tail, big fluffy tail, and eats nuts. Mm. Uh, say that again. Big, big fluffy tail eats nuts. It it, it makes makes weird oh. noises. No, not that. It's like bigger, like my like sh- sh- like half my size, but like standing like me, but like gray. Ha! Huh. Well, wait. And the bird suddenly goes very still, and then flies up to your shoulder. And it goes, friend, I have some bad news. There is a predator nearby. No, how close? Very close. What is it? Very, very close. It's not you, is it? Well, I mean, if there's a good, if there's a good, like uh, a bit of, a bit of uh, seeds someplace. Yes, I am. 
I would be a predator. Yeah. But no, 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 no. Listen, 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 listen. It's, it's over there. It's over there. <gasps> Where? It's in Where? the trees. Where? In the tree. In the trees. There, uh, there are a lot of trees. Which trees? And, and then the bird kind of flies up and, and, and then it flies back. And I was like, oh, my God, I almost flew over to it. I almost flew over to it. It's killed so many. It's I can I can smell the death upon it. I look over to the group and I say, uh, the I think the, uh, is a creature is here and it's there. And I point over to where the finch was sort of tweeting towards about the it. trees. Yeah. Is he talking about me? <gasps> no, I think he's Why oh. does it sound like a person. Oh, he's talking oh, about are me. Are you talking about the cat? I rush towards where he's pointing. Shh, be quiet. She's hunting me. No, she's I think not. She is. Look at These her. fucking birds, man. They always think it's about them. I'm not after you. You have like no meat on your she's bones. She's not after You're you. You have no meat on your kill. bones. You're such I'm a over boring birds. kill. Oh my You're god, this over. Guy. She's over birds. Don't worry. She's not after you. But is there That's like exactly a bigger, what, a, what bigger... a killer would say when they're trying to kill somebody? Do you see what I have to deal with on a regular basis being a cat? They just assume that I'm going to come in. Like, I'm not a. I'm a, I am a predator, yes, but I'm not after you. You're just assuming. Could we focus for a assuming. moment? Uh, Fuzz, what is, the, uh, what is the bird saying? Is the bird saying that... Uh... The bird's being an asshole, obviously. No, the bird's not really saying much. Right. All right. Oh, are you talking about, about the thing that happened here? Yes, tell me about that no, thing. No, I just kind of want to kill him just because. Where the, that, 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 that large, where the, where the large machine killed the person? Large machine. Large machine. Moxie, don't. Lar large machine. When was that? Oh, it was. It was. It was. I was. I. I was. I. I, I was. I was sleeping, and I heard. I heard a banging, and then there was all this noise, and there was a grinding, and there. There was. There was a scream, and I went over to look over at it, and they didn't have any seeds, so I kind of forgot about it. Oh wow! Do you know when that Do you want was? To see my nest? Yes. Do you know when that was? When what was? My nest? The cr the grinding and the screaming. The grinding and the screaming. There was grinding and there was screaming. Okay. It was great to talk to you. Oh my gosh! It was great to talk to you too. See, You're such a strange bird. It's so big, but so what? Great plumage. Thank you. You too. Oh, and um, uh, stay stay away from my mate. And then he flies away. Moxie Mitten, Slayer of Wolves. Do you see anything up there? That bird just said like a machine was here. What? What? That bird said there was like a machine making like grinding noises and then there's like a screaming. Oh. Oh. That sounds terrible. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. yeah, I guess definitely something got dragged through here. Um, I don't really know what the, I, well, I don't know. I don't really like a scent for machines, but something definitely, okay. But here's the other thing. I'm so high up now. I don't know how to get back down. How much blood at the base of the tree, Jeff? Not a whole lot. Moxie, you, you don't know how to get back down from the tree? You're stuck? No, I'm too high up. Does anyone have a ladder? Or is there a, no. is there a fire department you could call? I could chop down the tree. Could you climb down the tree? I don't know what you're talking about. I will start I chopping at the tree with my sword. 
Okay, let's not, hey, if you chop down the tree, then I might fall out and get hurt. It just can, can you maybe like make, just, does anyone have a ladder like to just help me? Roll, roll an attack, please, uh, 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 get off, get off. Aren't you a cat? I'm sorry, I don't have a ladder. Yeah, I don't we don't a have a ladder. ladder. This cat is stuck in a tree, okay? It happens sometimes. That was a 14. All right, don't, don't, don't be defensive about uh, it. With, with, because of your uh, magical sword, with one blow, you have you have uh, chipped off about a third of the trunk at the base. Mm. Don't worry, Moxie Wolf Slayer. We will get you down. Uh, roll another I will attack. send another great chop. Oh... <laughs> uh. This one is a nine. Oh my god. Uh, a couple of splinters comes out of this thing. Uh, the tree starts shaking quite a bit. Mm. I'm just up. scratching my head and saying machine, machine, machine. Yeah, like over Fuzz, and over again. I, you know, that's, that bird's pretty small. I don't know. Maybe to a bird, uh, these sand tigers could be the machine. I, I don't know. I just feel like that's more likely than like something mechanical. But I don't know these parts. I've never been here. Right. I don't know. I've never known a bird to lie. Yeah, well. My next mighty <laughs> chop is a 20. And with that final chop, the tree uh, starts to make a cracking noise as it starts to lean over and begins to fall down. And I will put my sword into the ground and raise my hands up. Fall into my arms, Moxie Wolf Slayer. Okay, so Moxie just waits and... Moxie just waits until the point of the tree that she's at is about 10, uh, just just slightly under 10 feet from the ground, and then she just leaps off of it, and now she's on the actual Roll ground. acrobatics, please. Sure. Oh, God. That's a 15, but then I have stuff to add. This is a new character. Um, acrobatics is a plus four, so it's a 19. Okay. Uh, good enough. You uh, do manage to just kind of, like, daintily... Uh, jump to the ground as the tree falls down. It was elegant, really, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, it was, It was. yeah. We'll go to the branch that she was on and basically look at, you know, the tracks or whatever that she said it was dragged across or something. Yeah. What you can see, something was dragged up this tree, then dragged across of a branch, and then whatever was dragging it carried it to the next tree. Oh, okay, so which tree did he, did he just chop down the first tree or because she jumped from tree to tree? Oh, yeah, so he chopped down the tree that she was in. That's what uh, I'm was confused it, was about. It the tree that she was in, I thought she came back to where you were all standing. I don't I, think she I, did that. I went far to trees oh, and then I came back to where you guys yeah. were because oh, I realized I, I couldn't realize get down. I came back. Yes, yeah, I'm I can't, sorry. I'm stuck. I can't get down. Okay. Will it be the observant? Have you found anything? Not yet. All right, but uh, lead, lead the way, Moxie. What tree? What lead us towards the the trees that you were that you that you saw? Okay, so I just trot to the the other tree. Machine. It looks just like any other tree that you that you saw before. You can roll a survival to uh, see if you see anything interesting or perception. You. Everyone knows that it's the tree that I was talking about because I sit. I just sit down in front of it. It's a seventeen on perception. Um. You do see maybe about 20 feet away from the edge, from the tree, from the edge of the last branch uh, on the ground. You see tracks leading away. Uh, more just the giant big paw paw tracks. Yeah. Any more blood? Nope. I guess they go this way. I point off. 
And that's all Let's we got. Let's follow him? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Tika, you back there. Uh, yeah. Just trying to get a handle on everything. Yeah. Tell me about it. I'm still all confused right. why the cat couldn't have just jumped. Hmm. But it's not important. Right. All right, well, this way then. And I'll draw my draw my rapier and continue following those tracks. Okay. Everyone's following? Yeah. Yep. For the record, I was very high it's up. It's all right, Moxie, the Slayer okay. of Wolves. Like, I was very high up. Sorry, I just, I saw you fall seven feet, so I assumed you could fall 20 feet. No, 20 is very clearly more than seven. Fine. Like, you could probably, how far could you jump? You could jump, like, three feet? I, I don't know. I don't know what humans do. But, Can't like... Fight. If then, if then you took that amount that you could jump and then you tri tripled it or quadrupled it, it wouldn't work the same, would it? First of all, I'm a half elf and I did track, so I could be pretty good at it. Okay, what is, I don't even know what track is. What are you talking about? Uh, we'll be, uh, you're leading the way into following these tracks. Do you see anything up ahead? I don't know. Jeff? Do I see anything as we have, as we follow? Um, just tracks leading deeper into the woods. Always heading directly northwest. So to still towards the town, just yeah. off the path. And then eventually you reach like a large, uh, like a giant boulder made of this uh, grayish tannish stone uh, in front of you with multiple striations. And some strange and this is going to get a little bit geological here uh, some very mm -hmm. strange cubic cleavage from over most of it ooh cubic cleavage what does that mean <laughs> <laughs> like they're like they're cube shaped chunks yes, out like, of like it it's, seemingly it's not, it's not jagged all the all the breaks in it are perfectly 90 degree angles oh so Sounds it's like really good to rub my face on it's it, it it would rip most most of your skin off. Does this seem like the same type of uh, stone that that burrow was made out of? Uh, no, different stone. Got it. The striations they're natural, yeah. or is it no, as this, something yeah, this, as, this as, as a, raped? Yeah, this is a stone that dropped here uh, thousands upon thousands of years ago. And how big how big is this boulder, Jeff? Um, twenty feet tall or so. Got it. Quite tall. Got it. So Moxie, Moxie couldn't jump down from it. Got yeah. it. Got it. Do you want to? Will uh, it be the observant? Do you see anything? Any more tracks? Um, you do see like scratches on top of the stone, like whatever was you're following literally was just ignored the fact that there was a stone here and just kept going in a straight line. The scratches match the tracks. Yeah. Yes. It, it matches the gate of something trying to climb over this thing. <clears throat> uh, Fuzz, would you me, toss me up? Yeah, sure. So I just pick him up and launch him. Don't even hesitate. <laughs> Thank you. Do you want me to roll an acrobatic? No, no, you're, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. You just, you just get to the yeah. top of the. He's he's pretty the, acrobatic. Yeah, he's pretty yeah. acrobatic. Uh, you get to the top of the boulder. Um, you're maybe another twenty or thirty feet below the uh, the canopy. Uh, mm. You can see. Uh, now that you know what you're looking for, you can see more tracks, and it's just it's just a straight line through the woods. The only time it veers is whenever it sees whenever it gets to a tree and just kind of goes around it, and oddly like, uh, like just almost a perfect circle around it. 
Weird. Are the cubic the cubic cleavage? Are they in line with the tracks? As if the tracks, whatever, like dug it out. Uh, and some places, like it looks like claws might have like gouged into it, and the broken rock that came out of it made these perfect, um, uh, ninety degree angles. But this is the rock that did it. It's not. Uh, it's not something that did this to this rock. I kind of feel like we should go back to the cart. These just keep going, and the, there's no signs of blood or anything else. It's just it just keeps walking that way, for as far as I can see. Huh. Fine with me. I want to get on our way. I don't know. Yeah. Something yeah. bad might have happened to her, but there's no sign of it. Yeah, I think something really bad happened to her. Does it appear Sorry. as though these tracks have drag marks, like they're dragging something? No. Right. It's very odd. Well... It's very odd that something would carry something without dragging yeah, it. Yeah, we don't want whatever happened to her to happen to us, so maybe we should just go. I will shout, shopkeep! I mean, to be honest, she's like a friend of a friend, and like, I get it, but like, also... You know, it's not like a little girl being ravaged by a pack of wolves. It's just, you know, she's an adult woman. We don't really know what happened to her. Talma, can you hear Shopkeep. us? Shopkeep. I like these boulders. Mm. They're good to rub on. Thelma the shopkeep. Let's go. I guess we just gotta go. I don't know what to tell him, but yeah. Get back to the coach, Raul, uh the the coach driver is sitting on top of it, and, and he's really skittish. The horses are, are not very happy. And he's like, did you, did you find her? Is she okay? No, we no. didn't. We tried. There were some, some tracks and a little bit of blood and some signs of some animals. Well, if there's a sand, there's a sand tiger back out here. We're, we're in a lot of trouble. Did, did it go into a tree? Because you can't see them in trees. They become invisible. Well, that's bad. What? Oh, that's terrifying. That, I wish I knew that. Yeah, I wouldn't have walked out of there if if, if I were you, but uh, I'm not I'm not a, a warrior like 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 you all. Well, thank you for telling us that after we returned. Thank you yeah, very much. Can yeah, we get I'm moving on to the town now? Kind of Is amazed. there a way we could possibly draw the creature out to us? Not that not that I'm aware of. They they like to uh, hunt uh, lo- lone creatures. I see. Perhaps we could send something out by itself and see if we could draw it out hmm. to us. I wonder. Moxie? Um, is there... Have you ever seen any machines around? Is there anyone who owns, like, metal working, anything like that? Well, you could always go ch- check out the old, uh, the, the new, uh, Leal Manus mine they just opened up. Where is that? It's it's in it's in the uh, in the city. All right, maybe maybe it was mining machinery. We did see bits taken out of rocks. That's weird. Um, well, let's continue on. I, let's. I... Guys, uh, I mean, we could continue on, but not to brag. I did a lot of studying in school, and I have this thing where I can see invisible creatures. I just have to know beforehand. Huh. Can you see any? Not currently. Because I'm not con- uh, I'm not concentrating. I have to breathe. Jeff, I'm, I'm going to call out to the sand tiger. Would you like to go back out? 
Uh, I mean, I'm just saying I didn't realize it was invisible, but I maybe could see it if I knew it was invisible. Now that I know. Interesting. Um, I'm just gonna see if I can call out in Tiger to to just say, hey, see if anything responds. Uh, no. Where, where are we? We're, we're inside right now. Well, you're you're next to the coach. We're around the coach. Okay, yeah. oh, we're around it. Okay. Um. I so, oh, can I see from where I am the tree that uh, Moxie went up? No, that's that's pretty far away. How long can you how long can you do that? Once you start looking at invisible things. Uh, for about an hour. I mean, if you want to keep it running, maybe you should be the one riding looking up here the with the driver. Uh, sure. All right. Uh, yeah. So I, right. I cast see invisibility. Okay. It's uh okay. Sure. You don't see anybody who shouldn't be there. Do you use your instruments to ca- how, how, how does it look when you cast something? Uh, well, for this spell, see, in my conservatory, my major was flute, but I studied intensively other subjects. Uh, and one of them was, you know, magic concentration things. So for my invisibility, I just hummed myself. Huh. Right. Okay, well, driver, I guess we should get on uh, get on down the road and, and get to the town as fast as we can, though we'll keep an eye out for your friend. But you, I don't know what to tell you, you I'm, so, I'm afraid. You, you you can call me Ralph, it's okay. Ralph the Thank carriage you, Ralph. driver. No, no, R- Ralph. Ralph. R- Ralph. Ralph. Ralph the carriage driver. Right. Ralph. 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 Ralph driver of carriages. R-O-U-F. R-A-U-F. R A U F Ralph like Ralph 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 Yeah, she can say it. And with that, he he flicks the reins and and the the eighteen the the eighteen horse the uh, the horse team uh, starts pulling the coach. He's going at pretty high speeds to get through here. He turns to uh, Tika and he goes, "Sorry about the dust, ma'am." Fortunately, oh. we, we lost some time here. We're gonna have to make it uh, up as fast as we can. Oh, it's okay. Thanks for letting me set up here. No problem. And then he starts singing very poorly. Um, Moxie decides to howl in unison with whatever he's singing. Or trying to keep an ear out, would you, would you mind, Miss, Miss Mittens? Uh, so I'm just gonna nap then. I'm just gonna take another nap. Um, this time on Willoughby's lap. Aww. Uh, he's the warmest. Probably take up. Right he now. probably take up most of my legs. <laughs> <laughs> and you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. About four hours later. Uh, moving the uh, the team of horses as fast as he can most of the time only slowing down occasionally you have yet to to travel over anything uh, not even a uh, any kind of like waterway there's not even been a, a wash of any any sort um, 
which uh, for anyone that's ever uh, any of you that's ever been to the desert you expect to see one of those eventually but there doesn't even appear to be like any natural gullies or anything like that in this place it's all just flat to keep with the occasional boulder um sometimes small but more often than not way bigger than um than it should be in this area this is a weird question yeah. when got uh cut that tree down yeah was there screaming from have... the tree and did red blood come out of it yes no i mean sure oh yeah i thought you would have told us that uh but no like guys was there blood shot up out of it what? i have slain that tree <laughs> i forgot you forgot to tell us all that um no so was there anything out of the ordinary like was there sap was there anything like that or or that uh yeah i mean like what's growing these trees i mean if there's it, it, zero it smel- moisture it smelled very nice are they pine? Are they are they conifers like pine trees? Yeah, they're, they're conifer. Like, yeah. like, huh? Okay. In the Weird. desert. Yeah. A bunch of them. An entire tightly entire packed forest. together. But with no water. Hmm. Very very low uh, water table. Um, you travel across this desert trees whipping by you at high speeds. You're going almost 15, sometimes 20 miles an hour. It is uh, very, very fast. Um, eventually, just as the, as the sky is turning a bright red, uh, the skinny trees around you widen out, revealing a wide tan uh, inselberg rising a couple hundred feet above the trees. It's a it's a giant massive mastiff of of tan rock rising a couple about a hundred feet or so in front of you. Uh, along the sides of the of the rock are brightly painted stone buildings that corkscrew up the exterior, crisscrossed by little cascading waterfalls. Around the base of it, you can see uh, small farms growing ol- uh, olive trees uh, and other small orchard type uh, plants. And at the very top of this of this mountain, you see a large stone keep. It's inhospitable for its height, but not fortress-like, not a castle. It's just a, a manor house. And then as uh, the driver, Ralph, gets closer to the base, he starts to slow down and, and pull back on the reins. Uh, and then the horses, which are tired and lathered up, um, they're starting to trot. And he turns over to Tika and he says... Uh, you more than you, you, you're you're some of the warriors that uh, the count's been calling, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, we're we're warriors. Really? I mean, I don't want to I don't want to be untoward to you, uh, but you're kind of a little slip of a thing. Uh, yeah, I get that a lot. Um. But when you see me play my flute, I, I, you know, I'm just really good. Or at least I hope so. Hmm. Well, hopefully you have better luck than, than the last group that came through here. And as he's saying that, he, yeah. he pulls the horses into a, into a stable off to the side, and he bangs on the roof and he yells down, uh, that's it for me. Welcome to Wotenburg, all of you people. Now get out of my coach. Wait. I burst out the door. We have arrived, my fellow travelers. <sighs> He's a lot. 
So uh, we get out and stretch. Can we see any living thing from yeah, where people. we are? There's people oh, thank just. God. All right. See, okay. You see most, I was a lot of dwarves, know, a couple of humans here, there. You see some uh, cows, uh, sheep, goats. There, there are farms around this area, and, and some orchards, like I said. And and uh, to describe this thing a bit better, imagine like a almost like a, a volcano type, like cone type uh, mountain rising out of this thing, maybe three or four hundred feet above the above the floor, and. There's one main road that wraps its way around the outside of this thing, going all the way up to the top. And on both sides, you see these uh, stone buildings that are painted these bright, almost garish colors. Uh, you can see little sluice, ch little channels like carved to the side of this um, this uh, massive. And you can see water cascading down. And there's lots of plants growing all over this place. And at the very top, you see an old stone keep. Sorry, you said the water's coming down from the mountain yep. and flowing down? Okay, all right. I'll hmm. say everything looks fine. There's large collecting pools at the bottom. Okay, all right. And as you're kind of looking around, you can see off to the uh, off to the east, there's a large aqueduct that is uh, feeding into the into the mountain. Is it fresh? Is it fresh water? Uh, it smells like it. I'm kind of thirsty. Is Ralph still there? Yeah, Ralph's waiting for everyone to get out of his coach. Uh, uh, Ralph, uh, um, no, no, please. Uh, what were you saying about the the last ones? Well, uh, well, little Missy, unfortunately, that's not really for me to say. I think when you uh, speak to the count, he'll probably fill you in on all all those details. You should probably tell uh, Captain Tel Jalmar that uh, Telma is missing. Uh, I do it myself, but unfortunately, I don't really make it up to the top very often these is days. That, is that where is that where we should go to the top? Oh, oh yes. Okay. Well. Thank you very much. Okay. Tika, seer of invisible creatures. Are you ready to go? Uh, yeah. What, now? Come, come, come down. Uh, You're fine. Okay. Come down. Would you like help? I'll offer a hand. I take it. <laughs> I roll my eyes. I yank her down. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Get I off. Ask, <laughs> I ask Ralph, um, uh, you know, so we're going to go to this uh, count. We're going to do everything. But uh, do you know where I could get some Filbert Burma in town, by the way? It's kind of like this baklava thing. I don't uh, know. Yeah, have, have yeah of it? course. Uh, uh, Zorn does patisserie. That's the you're gonna, that's going to be the best place to get this. But pretty pretty much any mm, any place is going to ser serve, especially for breakfast. Hmm. It, but if, uh, you know, let's say I'm a tourist who's always wanted to come here. Uh, where would your average Joe like that go to get, go to get it? Uh, li lightning rod in. You got it. Thank you. I, I really appreciate it. Here's a, here's a copper coin for your troubles. And and he, he uh, doffs his uh his, his uh, uh, fur hat off to you <laughs> and puts it back on. And he says to you, "Well, good luck to you all." And then at that at that exact moment, he says, "Good luck to you all." Uh, a giant lightning bolt out of freaking nowhere like strikes the very top of the mountain, filling the entire basin with thunder. And he goes, you're gonna need it. And then he flicks the <laughs> reins and the, and the horses and the coach drive off. Right. That's menacing. From Luca. 
A little. As we start walking, uh, shall we all? Let's. Yeah. I'll, I'll look kind of sideways at Gwen. Are you writing a tourist uh, book or something? A, t- a travel log? Look, I'm not trying to make a big deal about my backstory or anything here, but uh, I guess I'll I'll let you know. I come from a matriarchy of thieves. My mom, she's currently in charge. Don't get worried. My hands are right here. I'm not going to steal from you, but... Uh, That's fine. You know, I, I would be next in line, but... I have a twin sister, Guinevere, and she was minute. She was born minutes before me, and so uh, she's supposed to take over. Long story short, she said that she would let me do it instead, but she needs to tell everyone at the thieves' guild in person. And now she's missing. I don't want to get into who read whose diary, but I happen to see that she would be coming to these parts and trying this type of snack. I thought, you know, maybe she could be here. Huh. Don't look at me like that. Fascinating. It's- <laughs> ah, sorry. No, no, that's fascinating. That's a lot that's a lot more interesting reason than, uh, you know, I'm a little broke and could use a little, a few extra gold. Well, if anyone All asks, right. that is why I'm here. Got it. I don't Secret need anyone knowing me. that uh, I'm part of this important family, you know? So does a sister look, look just like you, or? Uh... Actually, she looks a lot like Tika. She's kind of the polar opposite of me in that, uh, you know, I'm dark and broody. She's perfect and polished. She doesn't even want to be a thief. It's kind of frustrating. But what are you going to do? Moxie appreciates Gwen's honesty and rubs on her legs. Gwen the Lateborn, your secret is safe with us. You were all listening? God damn it! I did not know we were taken aside. Sorry. Well, thanks, Gadoth. I appreciate it. It's fine. We're obviously a very trustworthy group of people. So we'll keep an eye out for someone who looks exactly like Tika, but not at all like you. Exactly like Tika, but it's not Tika. I look at her very closely. <laughs> okay, up the up the hill we go, I guess. So it's a it's a not a not a it's not a very steep uh, road, but it does wrap itself completely around. Uh, the mountain. Occasionally you see little stairways, more like ladders uh, cut up so you can uh, go go from one level to the next a little bit quicker if you're on foot but after doing one or two of those it becomes uh, none of you have done enough cardio in the last couple of days to really uh, do that too often. Uh, Except for of course Moxie. Yes, yes of course. Yeah, I'm... Yes, I was already already there moments after I said I was like oh gotta gotta mention the cat can do yes the cat can do Uh, lots of things that the humans can't because she's a cat I only work the vanity muscles there are people uh, out um, you know taverns are open you hear some people uh, you know uh, drinking and some of them there's some people at a diner in a cafe but they all have a haunted look to them um they are. They all know that something terrible is happening here, and a lot of it's more like they're putting up appearances, like for the sake of uh, keeping things moving. This is a tourist town. They don't really produce anything here, so they they need people to be here. So, um, it, it's a little unnerving. Um, but oddly enough, it's also quite quaint and kind of a pretty town. There's. The, like I said, the, the, there's 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 hanging container gardens all over the place. There's little rows of trees. There's um, 
like fruit trees and little plants growing up in every single place. Like this place is just made just to grow all kinds of nice things. Yes. So there's little plants I can chew? Yeah. Mm. Gadoth okay. would like to explore bed and breakfast options in the near uh, future. You know, Gadoth, uh, speaking of food, we could go over to the Lightning Rod Cafe. I heard that that could be a good place for tourists. You are correct. I, I will follow you there, but we f- we first should tell Captain Tellman about the missing shopkeep. No one's heard of but first coffee. Where's Captain Jalmar? Tell, tell him us the missing shopkeep. Jalmar is the, the head of the guard. Yes, I will write that in my book later. Well, why don't you go do that and uh, we'll go up and talk to this uh, Count Tavian and uh, find out find out what we're what we're in for. How about that? How about I get coffees for everybody at the Lightning Rod, and you guys check in with All the right. Count. That sounds um, good. That sounds great. Fuzz and I will go talk to the Count. Uh, Gadoth, are you going with I me? will go with Gwen the Lateborn. She might need help carrying beverages and pastries. And stealing them. No, we will not be stealing things. The cat chases after Gadoth and Gwen. Tika, would you like to come with us? Uh, yeah. Fuzz the bird talker and Willoughby the observant. We will see you later. Fine. We'll meet again. But tell them we're here. Right. You say this as, you, you, as you're still walking up the hill. You haven't quite gotten to the lightning rod. I've been winded the whole time. I'll have a little goat's milk in my coffee. You got any, any other fancy frilly requests? <laughs> Willoughby yeah. the observant drinker of goat's milk. Oh, God. I'm gonna have to be careful telling that guy anything else about me. Tika, what are you what are you having? Oh, uh, I'll just have um, uh, iced black coffee with a little bit of cinnamon. Got it. Perhaps we should be writing these down. They seem complicated. And a splenda and one pump. <laughs> uh, and uh, Moxie, you want some milk? If these orders get any more complicated, I will have to destroy someone. <laughs> so you're, you're, you're talking about the stuff as you're still walking up this mountain. Um, the most interesting thing about Wotenburg are the random statues that you're seeing all over the place. Most are intricately detailed, each one with a different face and in different poses. Um, most when you say randomly all over the place, do you mean like are they on pedestals all over the place, or are they some just some are standing off to the side, some are laying on the ground, some are in the middle of the street? Um, and does it? And so this is the, this is like the mule that I saw earlier. In that this looks, these statues look like they could have been petrified, almost like a Medusa type of thing in their realism. Yeah. Interesting. And as you walk up the hill, um, you see a. Um, a little dwarf girl and she's barely old enough to walk and she's talking to a statue that's that's kind of sitting on the ground and whispering things to it and when she sees you approaching she stops and she whispers to the statue we'll talk later Ooh. and then she scurries back into the house and slams the door behind her that's creepy I see uh, what does the statue look like that she was talking to uh, it looks like a man um, maybe 30s a dwarf are there any? There aren't any dwarves in our party. Are nope. There? No. All right. Well, I I'm gonna try and talk to it. Listen, I'm I'm no good at talking to real humans. I'll see. I'll give this a shot. 
Hey, I saw that a little girl was talking to you. This feels wrong to be trying it myself, but you know what? Here I am. What's up? Well, this isn't working, guys. I don't know what I thought was going to happen. Uh, there's something weird about this, though. I do feel something is strange. I would like to call upon Torm to detect whether there is evil present. Torm, as I define since you... Within, uh, within, within 60 feet of you? Yes. No. Hmm. I feel comfortable now. Uh, have we passed any temples or anything else like that you did, in this you did, town you did so pass far? pass one, one temple. Uh, the doors okay. were, were closed and there was no smoke coming out of the, uh, the chimney. Any sign of, uh, uh, was it a Shuna or yep. an, an, okay, got it. And it was a, a usual, the usual five-sided. Mm -hmm. Is it cold here? Uh, it's like forties. And there's no fire coming from any of the chimneys. Not from the uh, chapel. From all the other houses, there, there's smoke coming out of the chimneys. So about uh, like two, uh, three quarters of the way to the top, you see a large inn that's perched on the side of the mountain. Um, there's a large sign above it that says the Lightning Rod Inn, and there's a giant, probably like 80 foot metal pole rising above this large, uh, very actually comfortable looking place. Cool. Well, I'm certainly interested in checking out this inn. Well, you, you go on ahead, uh, uh, Tika and Fuzz and I will uh, find out about the job and I guess be back. I mean, I'm just going to stick with whoever is uh, closest to getting food. So, uh, again, Gwen with us, Mittens. Okay. Yeah. So you all walk in the inn, everyone else. Uh, so Willoughby, Fuzz, and Tika. Splitting the party on the first episode. What could go wrong? <laughs> Continue uh, walking up the hill. Just as you're, just, uh, I'm going to go with them first, and then we'll get back to you at the inn. Um, just as you get to the top of the hill, the sun is finally fully behind the mountains that surround uh, this valley. Um, you, when you reach the top of the Inselberg, you arrive at a wrought iron gate with an untended windswept garden beyond, and that has an immaculately clean statue of a young dwarf woman. There's a coat of arms for the family of uh, Wotenberg Baldazar attached to the middle of the gate in serious need of some paint. Next to it, you see a small rope that leads to a brass bell. I'll ring the bell. Okay. Uh, a few seconds later, out of the front doors of the, of the manor house, there appears a gnome woman dressed in maid's livery. She hurries over to the gate with a little hopping trot, and she goes, Yes, 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 deliveries, deliveries around back. What? Y yes? We're here about the ad, the adventurers, uh, oh, and the, warriors. the warriors. Yes, 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 come in, come in, yeah. come in. And she, she opens, she opens the gate. She's, uh, uh, she, she, she opens the gate to let you in, kind of like gestures. And then she screams like in a voice that only a mom could have. She, she yells, Velbert, get out here. And a few seconds later, a little boy, uh, like opens the door just to crack just so he could see his head pop out. And she yells, go tell Captain Jalmar there's more warriors. Yeah. And, and the boy, boy, boy nods and then just uh, like just zooms past you. Uh, if C Captain Jalmer's up here, 
Whoa, oh, oh, no, 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 dear. No, no. He's, he's, his, his offices are, are a couple buildings down. He'll be joining us presently. Huh. Okay, come, great. Come, come on, come on with me. Yes, yeah. yes, come this way. Yes. Is the Count uh, about? He is, he is in his study. He, he, he is, he can see visitors right now if you are, if you are able. He has just finished sure. his, 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 his dinner. So unfortunately, maybe I could rustle up some something in the kitchen for you. Um, oh dear, oh dear. I don't think there's very much left. Our larder's gone a little bit dry these last couple of. It's not important. Ha ha ha! Come in, and she opens up the front door of the uh, of the of the house. Does she Thank seem you. nervous or just a busybody? A busybody. Can I can I insight yeah. check her? Or have, yeah, okay. I get to roll insight checks at advantage. Hey, oh. look at you. Um, yeah, and that is a fifteen. Um. She does seem a little nervous. It's not very specified why she's nervous. It's more of a a general anxiety. Okay, well, we've heard about trouble in the town. Yeah. That's probably not too abnormal. And then, then she opens up, holds the door open, wait, waiting for you all to enter into a, a very ornately decorated vestibule. She says, "Come in, come in. I am, I am at Lena. You can, you can, of course, call for me if you need anything while you're in, in the, in the manor house. Our, uh, 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 oh, what were those words? Those words I was supposed to say again. Um, be good guests within our home. Thank you. Uh, okay. Okay. Thank you. Fair. Follow me. And then she slams the door behind you, and like takes off at like that really quick trot." which is just walking speed for everyone that isn't, uh, you know, that sized. I will say, by the way, uh, as you noticed me kind of checking out and like looking at her a little bit, like making my inside check, um, that a small, uh, Tika and Fuzz would have noticed that a small uh, symbol on my chain shirt glowed for a moment. Oh, mysterious. I wonder what that could mean. So, she leads you down uh, to a to a set of stairs that lead down, and she just starts walking down into into the manor house. And without waiting for you, she she has just a a long litany of things talking about, uh, you know, some history of this place that this place used to be a hospital way back before the family moved in here, and blah blah blah. That this was actually a very special kind of rock. It's full of. Uh, it's full of all kinds of strange things, and that the the mine just opened a couple of years ago. It's going to be it's going to be a new source of income and taxes, and that makes the count very happy about all this stuff. And oh, look, dearie me, look look at me talking and blathering on. And she's saying this as she's leading you through like almost a labyrinthine uh, maze like um, co- bunch of corridors underground. Eventually, who owns the mine or who runs the mine? Uh, I'm sorry, what? Who, who owns or runs the mine? Oh, uh, uh, Ivan Lielmenis. He, he's not from around here. Uh, not a very nice man. Very, very gruff. Very, very mean. Very, very short with people. Uh, but he, he, he bought the mine. Uh, well, he runs the mine. He didn't buy, he doesn't own the mine. Uh, as she's saying all these, Tika takes out a journal labeled history and starts like taking notes mm-hmm. on like all the history of the of the town and the mine and everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's all kinds of random fun information that you are uh, getting about this place. And eventually she leads you to a set of large uh, double doors. And she she knocks on it twice saying knock, knock as she opens the doors and. Uh, 
and inside you see a large roaring fire that fills the fireplace, illuminating walls covered in books and tapestries. And behind a large oak desk, you see a dwarf, middle-aged, real thin. Um, he has a thick black mustache and a steel gray hair. And he looks up uh, from, a, from a book that he's reading and he goes, uh, Thank you, Ma Madalina. Please bring the refreshments. Gentlemen, lady, welcome to Waltenburg. I hope that your journey wasn't too arduous. Uh, it wasn't. It was fine. Uh, we actually aren't alone there. We have uh, two compatriots and a an animal and a cat uh, who are at the at the inn currently. But um... very well. Of course, anyone that does any of the work that I ask for will get paid. We always pay around here. That's that's one of our one of our mottos around here. Great. Good. Now that that's what we're interested in. First, I want to thank you all, and he and he gives a, he stands up and does more like one of those like uh like heel clicking, uh bows to you for for arriving here at our hour of most dire need. Um, we have been beset upon by evil. All right. And at that exact moment, you hear above you a lightning strike. <laughs> and he goes, don't don't mind that. That's just it happens all the time. It seems to happen at the most uh, the most dramatic moments. I don't know why. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> I love it. <laughs> now then, there is a terror here that has been stalking our fair village for the last four months. It started out okay. very small bodies mutilated in the streets people disappearing and then the statues arrived we don't know where they came oh. from some people some of them are some of the people in this village and others are not they're new we don't know who they are but we decided not to move them just in case something wants them where they are luckily there hasn't been an attack in a few days so perhaps your job will be easier where do the attacks come from? Nobody knows where they came from. Sometimes they attack in the basin, and sometimes they attack in the streets. Whole families have disappeared from their houses with the doors locked from the inside. What's attacking them? Again, we don't know. Some people disappear. Others are found dissected. Is the lightning new too, or that's always happened? No, this, this is the highest point within this basin. With all the sand in the air, there's a... Uh, a thing I heard when I was a much younger man I can't remember it's something about static and a buildup of charge and occasionally it discharges into the air here ooh um, whoa that's sick uh, right but also uh, not just people animals mutilated some disappeared some turned into stone our uh Coach driver said something about sand tigers. Sand tigers. There's sand yeah, tigers right. back too. Is that is it? You've you've heard of them? You've seen them or no? And, and he points over at a tapestry on the wall, and you see a creature that looks more like a bear, but sleeker, but covered in uh, a combination of brown and orange stripes along, it. and it does have a bit of a tail, much longer than a regular bear, not quite so stumpy, but not quite as long as a cat. It's a fairly large creature, too, from what you can see. And he goes, uh, as far as I know, they've been hunted to extinction when I was a no. child. 
Well, we saw something disturbing outside of town. The uh, Telma, the shopkeep of uh, of that uh, you know uh, curio shop outside of town. We uh, she seems to have gone missing, and there were some sand tiger tracks. And as you're saying that, the study door opens, and in walks an obese half orc. Uh, he's wearing a, a leather jerkin and some blazon with the uh, Baldazar Wotenberg coat, coat of arms. He bows to the count and then stands off to the side, and he says. And then the Count turns to you and goes, this is Captain Jalmar. He can fill you in on whatever other information you may have. Captain, please give these brave young warriors anything they need to accomplish their mission. Thank you. Nods uh, again. Ralph, Ralph, our carriage driver, wanted to make sure that we told you, Captain, that uh, Telma from the curio shop has gone missing. She's, she's, uh, she's not there, and her tracks just led off into the woods like she'd been chased by something. Maybe a machine. The, the man nods a few times. There was talk of a machine. Um, we did see something. I don't know if that's any help to you. And and the man shrugs. And then the captain says, forgive. Uh, the count says, forgive the captain. He uh, is incapable of making sounds. Huh. Oh. He uh, can understand you, of course. He's not deaf. Okay. So are you looking for guards for the town, or, or are you looking for, for folk to go out into the woods and track down whatever's causing this? I guards, I would this. hire people. Of course, Captain, uh, the captain is, of course, my only guard that we have left. The rest have have disappeared. Um, Yikes. We need somebody to find whatever this thing is and stop it. Now, right. the question of recompense. Of yes, course, please. I am willing to offer each of you 500 if you can stop this terror before the week's end. I look at Tika and Fuzz. 500 what? 500 gold. For each of us? Yes. All right. Okay. You got a deal. And and he he says, good, good, good. Uh, I have contracts written up. That's great. Um... Just wondering, Ralph mentioned something about the people before us. And the Count kind of pauses for a second and he thinks to himself and he goes, Others have attempted to apprehend the villain and decided to leave the valley. That sign that you uh, that we saw that led us here, how long have you had that up? Well, I we have factors in other towns. We sent out messages to them through a, a sending stone to a central repository. We sent it up uh, four, uh, four months ago. So you've had a fair number of uh, fighters and warriors and such in and out, eh? Yes. All right. Great. All right. The man nods to you, and, and then the count says, you might wish to talk to uh, Amenta Shroutmane. She's she uh, she saw the terror. She saw oh. it right after it took her daughter. Uh. You may want to speak to her to tell you some information. Or uh, Violanta and Zena. She lives down at the base. She runs a, a water farm. She was the first to find one of the victims. Okay. Uh, who who was the one who saw the terror? Uh, Amenta Stroutmane. Well, uh, you've hired the right folks. Good, good, good. And he's, he's like scribbling fast on some pieces of paper and he holds them out to you. 
and he says uh, these are these are vouchers that are good for uh, one room each at the Lightning Rod Inn. It is their off season for right now. Uh, as a front, we will need five. I only see three of you. Five. Yes, as I said, yeah, we but have two friends more and a cat. Yes, and a cat, but um, the cat probably won't need its own room. Very well. And he, and he writes out two more, and he goes as as I said, these are only good. Uh, as I should have said, these are only good for the end of the week. As of as of Sunday is the start of our of our uh, of the Filbert Festival. Oh, uh, so we need this What's to that? be ended. The Filbert Festival. It's it is the it is a week long festival. We celebrate our biggest uh b- biggest uh thing that we make, which is filberts, hazelnuts. Huh. Oh. Well, that sounds like a great time. We'll make sure your entire town's safe by that time. I'm sure it won't be much of an issue. I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. Now then, if there's anything else I can deal with, the night is upon us, and it tends to stalk at night. Oh. Uh, right. Good to know. Right. Okay. We'll, we'll get on our way then. Don't let me keep you. We'll take our take our uh, uh, vouchers. <laughs> take our take our meal and, and uh, uh, hotel vouchers and head back down towards the inn, I guess. You have arrived at the inn. It's it's well-appointed. There's a, it's a large common room in the front. Uh, loud, raucous, uh, lots of people in there, mostly locals. If we do not get these orders correct, there will be much dishonor. I think we should just get coffees for everybody, just black coffees. I don't think anyone's I agree. Buy. Black coffees is the best way to go. Um, excuse me, I would like some milk and it's, We'll get a milk. And a milk uh, for the cat. It's my preference if it's organic and I do like, I know some people are like low fat. I do like the fat. So if they have half and half, that's even better. Just personally. I will pick Moxie up and put her on top of the bar and pound on the bar. A, Service! A, a, a dwarf woman walks over. Yes, yes, what is it? What can I do Moxie, for you? Moxie the Slayer of Wolves requires milk. <gasps> Organic. Oh my gosh, she is so... Can I pet that is, her? That is for her to decide. Moxie can can consent to consent herself. Um, she lowers her head mm. so the woman can pet her head. She, and what's listen. your name? You're such a pretty kitty. <laughs> And I purr, Such and a I rub, and I'm, tr- I'm hoping she offers more. Yeah, she she literally is now holding you in your arms as she's as she's petting you. And I'm, and I'm sorry. rubbing her back, and I'm I'm purring. It's fully. It's like I'm really yeah. I'm really working it yeah. for some free shit here, guys. And she's like, I'm gonna. I have just them. I have some cream for you because that's what pretty kitties get. They get Meow. cream. Meow. Uh, and what can I get for the rest of you? Five coffees. Five coffees, very well. Um, okay. And then she walks off, she puts the cat back down on the bar and then uh, brings back a saucer of milk first, obviously. And then... Uh, and I walk- go to town on that saucer of milk. You're lucky, Moxie, they have heard of your great deeds here. And See then how I, they honor you. And then a couple of minutes later, a couple of seconds later, she walks back with a, uh, a, a an urn of coffee and uh, a couple of mugs and she starts filling them up and she looks at the two of you and goes, um... I suppose these four are for you? Oh, I no, I don't drink coffee. <laughs> uh, we're here about the ad, the warriors. Oh, ma'am. you're not here for the festival. Uh, well, I, I might be meeting someone who is here for the festival. Uh, I, I actually don't know too much about it, uh, 
you haven't happened to see somebody who looks like me, but the opposite, bright colored, half elf, my height, my identical twin to be exact. She, but, she's giving you a very like, a very like you know, a very close glance, and then she goes, "No." Okay. Very convincingly. Oh. All right. Uh, shoot. How long does this festival go? I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe she won't be here for a couple of days. Uh, maybe. Um, it starts. Uh, this uh, starts the Sunday and it goes for a week. Okay. Well, this is the only inn in the town. Uh, no, there are much less. Uh, much worse inns as you get further down uh, the mountain. I see. Is this a pretty expensive inn? It's fairly priced. Well, of course. <laughs> I didn't mean to offend. We are, of course, uh, the best service you're going to find in the entire uh, tree desert. So far, so good. I appreciate the help so far. What's your name? Uh, my name is Marika. Marika. Thanks, Marika. I, uh... I'm gonna leave these coffees here if you could make sure that no one disturbs it. Well, Gareth, you could- I will carry the coffees. Shall we carry them up the hill? <laughs> Let's stay here. I, I wanna wait and see if our uh, if my sister might be coming. I probably should be, I, I should be honest with you. I literally just started working two days ago. Um, You're doing a fine job. Now, um. Moxie hops down to the floor and starts rubbing on her legs. I'm going to try to get more free stuff now that I know that she's new. Why do you feel the need to tell me that you're new well, here? Well, you, you said you're you're looking for somebody, but I I've only seen the regulars in here for for the last 2 days. It's you're the new first new people I've seen since I started. So, I just want to make sure you know that I mean, you seem like very nice people and I just you're Well, I appreciate it. Well, don't worry. Hey, it's okay. The last, and, and then- Marika, the new, what is it you need to say? Coffees are on me uh, for tonight. It's 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 the least I can do. Uh, please enjoy yourself. Um, please stay by the door. Uh, it's easier to get out there just in case. Just in case. Yeah, I, I don't want to assume anything about about you but i mean look 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 at how you're you're not you're not tourists damn straight no no <laughs> uh, no offense no and then she leans forward she's like you, you you're here about the end right we're here about the end we're here about the end yes we're well, here about the end uh, yes hey, and keep your voice and as you're here to save us uh it's only fitting that that we give you a, a you know a free free coffee well, I appreciate that. Thank who you, Marika the New. Uh, who who works here? Who's uh, like who's your manager? Who works here aside from you? Oh, uh, Natalia. She's the uh, manager and owner. She's not in uh, tonight. Tonight is her night Gwen, off. Gwen, do you wish to speak to the manager? I do. I, I, I do, but she's not here right uh, now. Can I can I get you some rooms? Yeah, that'd be great. I don't know if you guys have some type of hookup for the people who plan to save the town, but that, that'd be As cool. I said, the rooms are very fairly priced. I see. I'll hold off on the rooms until my party gets here. And as and as you're as you're talking to her, suddenly 
Uh, and you've, you've both heard a couple of different lightning strikes happen by this point. Uh, most of the people in the in the tavern just kind of ignore it. It's just part of life here. So each time it happens, it is a little bit phasing for you. And then after one of the strikes go off, there is uh, off in the night a scream, loud, blood curdling, and very final. Moxie's ears go up. It lingers in the air for a moment before dying out in every sense of the word. And her tail. I hold my sword at the ready. And Marika, her eyes go very big at that, and she's kind of staring at you and at at uh, at Gwen and and uh, Gadoth and kind of making like looking at the door, then back I at you. I will cross over to the door and open it. I tell her to not worry. We've got this. It's all under control, Marika the new. I- I'm just a cat. I wasn't just sad. Okay. We go over to the door. Good, good, good luck. Take care of yourself, Marika. Torm will guide us. We need no luck. Uh, Moxie leaves kind of in that, you know, that that perched like Halloween cat, twisted, jumping sideways kind of thing. That's how she <laughs> walks, goes out the door with everyone else. The thriller cat. <laughs> and as you're standing at the door, uh, now that you're outside, you can hear that another scream just kind of like builds and then like sp- starting from like, and then just stops. Uh, it's coming from maybe uh, from where the inn is, maybe about call it a uh, hundred yards further down. Gadoth will definitely move towards the scream. Uh, re- really quick. I do ask, um, uh, oh, I forgot her name, Marika. I, uh, I say, hey, listen, I'm not used to lightning. Uh, do you have a tip? I mean, it seems like you guys don't care at all. Am I supposed to stand in a doorway? I mean, what do you do to avoid it? That's what all the lightning rods are for. Can I, oh, I see, of course. I see. But what about... Forget it, I'll just figure it out as I go, I suppose. All right, thanks, Marika. Good luck. So, Good luck. Then the door slams behind you and like locks with finality. Ooh, that's weird. Okay. Shall we try and go towards where those screams were? Gadoth will hold his coffee and sword as he goes towards the danger. Yes! We go towards them. All right, I have my rapier at the ready. Good. Today we fight for Torm. I don't know that that's what I'm about. You move down the mountain, the three of you. Uh, The street is empty. When you were walking up, there were definitely people out and about, but now it is completely empty and quiet. There's only the barest of breeze coming over here, which is strange because the rest of the desert has been, the air has been completely and totally still. This is the first time you've felt anything akin to a breeze since you've been up here. You look, as you're looking around, you can see that the air is actually getting a little bit denser as not fog starts filling up the area, but as it kind of comes closer to you, you can see that it's like dust, white dust just suspended, an ultra fine powder, so much so that it causes you to start coughing. And you (coughs) both quickly wrap a, a piece of cloth around your face to keep it from going up your nose and up your mouth. It's pretty, pretty terrible. 
What is this stuff? It's awful. I will ask Torm if this is evil, and I will do another divine sense <laughs> to find uh, evil. You do not get the sense of the divine, the uh, infernal, or the undead. Uh, can I do a, uh, I don't know what check it would be, but can I check to see if I'm familiar with what's going on around me? Listen, I'm not sure if it would be survival or perception or um, what. You can roll history. You got it. 20. You, you do remember a story. Putting just some information together, you, you think that this might be coming from uh, uh, the mine that's open, that uh, the, the stone around this area is mostly stand, sandstone, and the easiest way to get rid of it is just, to, is just to grind it away and shoot it out in great bellows. Huh. So I explained to Gadoth what I remember of history, and, I, and I'm thinking, like, God, that, that thing that the bird said, of all things, is starting to kind of click for me, right? This seems like we should head towards the mines, or... This is not an attack? I don't know. I mean, it feels like an attack on my lungs. I feel feel attacked, but we should move forward then. Follow those screams. Uh, Moxie pauses and coughs up a hairball. (laughs) It's Mm. pretty terrible. Uh, It has an effect on the cat. I'm having a pretty hard time over here because I'm... I'm allergic to cats, and on top of the dust, I'm I'm feeling a, a lot like my middle school self, which is making me even more irritable and less social. So, Gadoth, I warn you, I'm not feeling too friendly right now. And as you, and, and as you're saying this, suddenly you see a, like a head and arms and shoulders just kind of pop its its way around a, a a house, and and it's a young woman, and she yells out. Before suddenly she's just ripped down into this alley. I will run towards her. We run after her. Release her fiend. I also run. I'm not. I'm not leading the charge though. I'm. I'm. But I am also running. And as you get to the as you get to the alley, um, you see that there is that this woman is sitting in an expanding pool of blood. This mutilated corpse. Um, it's she's she's laying there, and and then she just. Gives her last dying gasp as more blood just fills the ground. You can see that her legs have been crushed by something. She's not savable? No, she's dead. Uh, Is there anything around her? Not that you can see. Mm. Uh, Roll a perception. Natural 20. You hear scurrying near the back wall, maybe behind like a uh, like a trash barrel. I will go for the, towards that and knock over the trash barrel. Uh, just out of curiosity, if someone attempted to heal her, would she's just unhealable? Yeah, she's dead. Yeah, but sometimes people are dead and they're not dead dead, they're just kind of dead. No, she's dead dead. She's not quite dead. Because she, because she, dead. to <laughs> blave, which as we all know means to bluff. <laughs> bluff, yeah. A nice mutton lettuce sandwich. Um, uh, so you, you go to, I'm gonna to check. I'm going to toss the trash bin out of the way. And what's everyone else doing? It. 
Uh, I am trying to look at the marks on her body and leg, uh, seeing if it seems like this was a machine mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. a monster that got at her. And what are you doing, Moxie? Can't tell. Um, I'm a little bothered by this, so I'm just going to groom myself. And, and Okay, so you're all... So as you're standing around this body, you lift up this barrel, and just a moment, you see just the barest foot, maybe, as it kind of, like, like squeezes itself through a crack that's maybe three to four inches wide in the wall. Just squeezes its way. You can see the bone just kind of flexing as this thing kind of extends and then just kind of sucks its way into the wall. Yeah, I'm totally stress mm. grooming right now. Is there any way into this building? Uh, not, not from this side. Only from the mm. front. I will find a way in. I will go around to the front. And as you, as you start walking towards the front, you hear a great heaving like a... And then a groan, and then a bash, and uh, a large uh, wall that was part of a garden just kind of like falls forward, just covering the entire entrance of this of this alley full of, of rubble. And then things just get heaved on top of it in barrels until you see this like ten foot wall or so is just kind of like thrown in front of you. And from above you, you hear giggling. It's unnerving the giggling, but not. It's not a child giggling. It's something worse. It's a cruel laugh of someone who's pulled one over on you. What's going on? And then a shower of rocks falls into the galley, and that's where we're going to leave it tonight. Ah! Duh. What is it? So we're literally ending this episode with just rocks falling on three of us. Cool. <laughs> what could go wrong Yay. splitting up the party? <laughs> what could Such possibly a I go wrong? good idea. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Thanks, Jeff. You got refreshments. You, got, you each got a nice yeah. drink. <laughs> I have your coffees yeah. on me. And we have no idea what's happening. With the, the other. We're, we're enjoying ourselves. We're back at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We got our vouchers. Oh. You know, we're going to be in good shape. Wait till wait till Moxie finds out she's not going to get her own room. <laughs> well, thank yes. you so much, everyone, uh, for tonight. I hope everyone enjoyed the alley. Thank you so much for yeah, joining us. Yes. Yeah, that was fun. Thank you, Allie. That's thank so you for fun. joining us, Allie. Gwen is amazing. I love her already. Hey. More to come. More of this adventure. What What is actually happening here? Will the our heroes discover it before I kill them all? I mean, before before something bad happens to them. Who knows? Thank you. Good night. Until next time.